الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم فأما من أوتي كتابه بيمينه فسوف يحاسب حسابا يسيرا وينقلب إلى أهله مسرورا وأما من أوتي كتابه وراء ظهره فسوف يدعو ثبورا ويصلى سعيرا إنه كان في أهله مسرورا إنه ظن أن لن يحور بلا إن ربه كان به بصيرا سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم Inevitably as a person progresses through life there will come a time during which they'll have to prepare a resume or a CV. At some point in a person's life, there'll come a time where they'll have to prepare, put together their resume. Or if more detail is required than a CV. And the purpose of a CV is so that a person is able to highlight their lifetime's worth of accomplishments before a potential employer, before a potential review committee. For some benefit for that person in their career, they have to prepare this CV. When a person is preparing their CV, they often have to dig deep into their history and try to remember, recollect every fine accomplishment that they had ever achieved. So it might be that they'll have to dig back as far back as high school or certainly into college. And they'll have to think back, okay, where did I go to school? What did I study there? What was my major? What was my degree? What classes did I take? What was my grade point average? How well did I perform in these classes? We'll have to think back about what society or member, what clubs was I involved in? Were there any leadership positions that I had taken? Did I receive any awards while I was in college? Any scholarships? Were there any scholarships that I had received? And a person reminds themselves of these and then they'll place them onto their CV. Then from then they'll move on to graduate school. Okay, I attended graduate school. I went here, I went there, and now I need to place it on my CV. So I'll review that I went to graduate school here. I scored, you know, uh, or I, I graduated with honors from that university or from that institution. I was the class president. I was, I had received a scholarship during my third year of graduate school. I received an award during that, during my time in graduate school. And then after they pass that, then they'll have to 
look at how they accomplish with regards to other employment opportunities. You know, what was my first job, my second job, my third job, my fourth job, what my title was, how I, you know, how, what my title was, what my responsibilities were. And eventually, after a person digs through their history, they'll then prepare it and present it in the form of a CV. And they'll make sure, they'll ensure that it looks presentable. Once they've recollected all of that, then they have to begin to highlight some of their qualities. So they'll think back and say, oh, so I'm someone who is a good team leader. I'm someone who is supportive. I'm supportive of other people when I work with them. I'm someone that exhibits patience uh, and deliberation. And they'll put that in their CV as key qualities or characteristics that they possess that will that will help, that will contribute to their success in their career or whatever it is that they're pursuing. Ultimately, they'll then highlight in their CV any, any publication that they'd ever done. A publication that was either eventually published in a journal, a chapter that they had written, something they had, that they had uh, presented at a conference, something that they had presented for some major meeting. And this is what comprises of their CV. This entire list, this lifelong list, of accomplishments. And anyone that's in an academic position knows that they have to maintain their CV for their entire career. So as soon as they then accomplish something new, they receive a new title or a new honor or a new award, then they'll have to add it to their list of CVs. They publish something new, they write a new chapter in a book, then they have to continuously add it to their CV. They, they keep this running uh, uh, list of their accomplishments, honors, awards that they've received and they keep this for 20, 30, 40 years for as long as they're in their respective profession. Interestingly, what's not included in a person's CV is a list of their failures. A CV consists or contains every possible accomplishment of that person, but what is never included in a person's CV is a list of all of their failures. It's limited to their successes alone. Never will you find someone on their CV writing how many times they were rejected from a job or all the bad habits and poor qualities that they possess. This will never be included on the CV. Why? Because a person knows that whoever they need to present that CV to, whether it be to a potential employer, whether it be to a review committee who's going to review their CV and make a decision on their appointment at a university, for instance. They know full well that if they list, in addition to their accomplishments, their failures, in addition to their successes, their failures, then there's no way that they'll ever receive that promotion or that position or that job that they're looking for. Now, that's for our CV in this light. All of us have a CV being written for us for the hereafter as well. Every single human being, irrespective of their background, irrespective of their faith, every single human being is having a CV written for them for their hereafter. Allah Ta'ala says, that there is an angel sitting on the right side, a scribe, 
وعن الشمال on the left side and they are responsible for writing down every single success and failure of our lives and nothing is spared from their recording nothing is spared whether it be success whether it be failure ما يلفظ من قول إلا لديه رقيب عتيد that not a single word that we utter from our tongues is neglected by the angels who are responsible for writing down our deeds. Not a single word Allah Ta'ala says, not a single utterance is excluded from our CV. Whether it be good, whether it be bad, not a single word that came from our tongue, not a single word that we've ever typed on a computer or typed on a phone, nothing is excluded from our CV. They write it, and they write all of our successes, and they write every single one of our failures. Whether it be that we recited the Qur'an, or whether it be that we ignored and neglected the Qur'an, it's being written and it's being recorded and added to our CV. Whether it be that we were regular and that we performed our prayer, or whether it be that we neglected our prayer, it's being written down on this CV. Whether it be that we respected and obeyed our parents, or whether it be that we turned our backs against them, it's being recorded on our CV. Whether it be that we used our tongue to perform the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or we used our tongue to slander another person, it's being written and recorded on our CV. Whether it be that we had given our wealth for charity, or whether it be that we had hoarded onto our wealth thinking that there was something of value in it if we kept on to it. It's being recorded and placed into our CV. Every success, every failure, every positive quality that we possess, every negative quality that we possess, everything's being written in our CV. To the point that even our thoughts those moments where we were remembering Allah Ta'ala are being recorded. And the times during the day, the times during the week, the times during our life where we were heedless of Allah, those are also being recorded. Written on our CV, only to be presented before Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala on a special day. That CV will be presented before Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala is the review committee for that CV. In this world, the CV eventually that we prepare for ourselves, which contains only our accomplishments, it'll be reviewed by our, and scrutinized by our employer, potential employer, by some committee that's reviewing it, perhaps our boss. On that day, the one being who will be reviewing our CV in fine detail will be Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's a reality. It's a reality that not a single person can avoid. The day of judgment, the day of reckoning, the day in which that book will be reviewed by Allah Ta'ala, it's a reality that even if we choose not to believe that it's ever going to come, it most certainly will come. Whether I believe in the day of judgment or I don't believe in the day of judgment, it exists and we're going to have to stand before Allah Ta'ala. Whether I believe in God or I don't believe in God, it makes no difference. I will have to stand before Allah Ta'ala and I will have to review my CV before Him. I will have to review my CV before him. And 
it'll be an interesting interaction. The Sahaba once asked the Prophet وسلم, Ya Rasulullah, will we see our Lord on the Day of Judgment? You know, we've heard so much about Allah. We've heard about His greatness. We've heard about how He's our Creator and He's the Creator of the universe. We've heard about how magnificent He is, how majestic He is, how perfect He is. You've told us everything that we, there is that we would like to know. You told us how just he is and how he has the ability to punish him. We know all of these things. We know so much about our Lord. But will we actually stand before Allah Ta'ala and see Allah Ta'ala on the Day of Judgment? So the Prophet Wasallam asked the Sahaba, if it's a clear day outside and there's no clouds and the sun is out, are you able to see the sun? And he said, if it's a clear night outside, and there's a full moon, and there's no clouds obstructing the full moon, are you able to see the moon? The Sahaba told the Prophet, of course we'd be able to see it. Of course, it'd be right in front of us. It'd be in clear display. So the Prophet says, just like you'll be able to see the sun on a clear day, just like you're able to see the moon on a clear night, you'll be able to see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the Day of Judgment. And you'll stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you'll have your CV reviewed before Allah ta'ala. That CV won't just contain our accomplishments. In this world, when we have to review our CV before someone, and someone invites us for an interview and says, let's go over your resume together, they aren't able to see any of the failures that you've ever had in life. They aren't, they aren't able to see what poor qualities, what bad habits you have. At, mo, at, at worst, what they're able to do is say that, well, I see you've accomplished A, B, and C, but we were hoping you'd also have accomplished D, E, and F. That's the worst case scenario. But that CV that's being presented before Allah Ta'ala, everything is in there. Good, the bad, the good qualities we possess, the bad qualities we possess, the reality that lies within our hearts, everything is going to be presented before Allah Ta'ala. And Allah Ta'ala will be in front of us and we'll be able to see Allah Ta'ala, like the Prophet Sallallahu said, as clear as the sun and as clear as the moon. And this interaction is described in the Qur'an vividly. Allah Ta'ala says, فَأَمَّا مَنْ أُوْتِيَ كِتَابَهُ بِيَمِينِهِ فَسَوْفَ يُحَاسَبُ حِسَابًا يَسِيرًا And that book will be returned back to the CV, that book that has everything recorded in it will be returned back to the individual. And the options are in their right hand or in their left hand behind their back. And Allah Ta'ala says about that person who receives it in their right hand, meaning that individual who believed in Allah, believed in the oneness of Allah, accepted Allah Ta'ala to be their creator, their master, their sustainer, and their provider, accepted the Messenger وسلم, to be the final messenger of Allah, accepted that they needed to live a life that at least in some way, shape, or form resembled righteousness and piety, that person will receive their book in their right hand. فَأَمَّا مَنْ أُوْتِيَ كِتَابَهُ بِيَمِينِ For that person, فَسَوْفَ يُحَاسَبُ حِسَابًا يَسِيرًا That person on that day will have an easy reckoning. An easy review. 
piece of cake, a cakewalk, you're done. Easy reckoning. The person that made an effort in this world to please their Lord, please their Creator, made Allah Ta'ala their focus, made serving Allah Ta'ala and the creation of Allah Ta'ala the focus of their life, that person will have an easy review and reckoning of their CV by Allah Ta'ala. Aisha radiallahu ta'ala, once she said that she used to hear the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam reciting the dua, Allahumma hasibni hisaban yasira, Oh Allah, make my reckoning easy for me. She heard who? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam making this dua. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? What sort of reckoning would the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam have to undergo? But yet he was making this dua that, Oh Allah, make my reckoning for me easy on the day of judgment. So she asked the Prophet what, what does it mean by hisaban yasira? What does an easy reckoning mean? What does it mean to you know, have this, this process go easily for us? So the Prophet said, it means that on that day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will overlook our book of deeds, overlook all of our mistakes and all of our sins and accept us into Jannah without any questioning, without any hisab whatsoever. That's what an easy reckoning is. And then he goes on to say that, O oh Aisha, if an individual is to have their book opened up and reviewed by Allah Ta'ala, their CV opened up and reviewed by Allah Ta'ala on that day, they're in big trouble. They're at a loss. The mere review of that CV by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the mere review of that CV, that book that was being written through the course of our life by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, will put us at a loss. So you can imagine how excited, how ecstatic, how thrilled that person must be when Allah ta'ala gives them their book back in their right hand. And they are able to undergo just an easy reckoning. How thrilled that person must be. You know, what, what emotions must be going through their mind. Picture yourself on the Day of Judgment. And Allah Ta'ala gives back that book to you in your right hand. How excited would you be? How thrilled would you be? You know, what emotions would be going through your mind on that day? Allah Ta'ala says, وَيَنْقَلِبُوا إِلَىٰ أَهْلِهِ مَسْرُورًا The person receives their book in their right hand and then they'll turn back, they'll turn toward their family, their friends, everyone that they interacted with and they knew within their life, and they'll turn back to them rejoicing, thrilled, saying, I did it, I passed, I got my book back in my right hand, I succeeded. They'll celebrate with their family and their friends and say that I went through life, I worked for this, and I was able to attract Allah Ta'ala's mercy, and now I have this book in my right hand. They'll turn and they'll celebrate. You know, in the same way that a person receives an acceptance letter in this world, doesn't even compare to the acceptance of Allah Ta'ala on the Day of Judgment. You know, when a person gets a letter from their top university, that they've been applying for, expecting you know, or hoping that their dream school would accept them. And they get that acceptance letter and they turn around and they show it to everyone. They show it to their parents, they show it to their friends, they show it to their family and they say, look, I, I got in, I did it, I did it, I made it. 
I'm accepted. The same way that a person, when they are applying for their dream job and they submit their CV and they go through the interview and eventually a week later or two weeks later, a letter is sent to them or a voicemail is left and they say that, guess what? You got the job. You got the job. How ecstatic that person is. Their dream job, they'll be thrilled. They'll show everyone. They'll tell their family. They'll tell their friends. They'll tell their mentors. They'll tell their teachers. They'll tell their children. They'll show everyone what they've accomplished. They'll post it on Facebook. They'll tweet it out so that the rest of the world can see that they succeeded. And on that day, Allah Ta'ala says, وَيَنْقَلِبُوا إِلَىٰ أَهْلِهِمَ That they'll be so happy on that day. They'll rejoice on that day. They'll celebrate like no other celebration. And they'll turn to everyone and say, look, I did it. I succeeded. I got my book in my right hand. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَمَّا مَنْ أُوْتِيَ كِتَابَهُ وَرَاءَ ظَهْرِهِ There will be a subset of people who will receive their CV, their, their book that was collecting their lifetime's worth of successes and failures. And they'll receive it behind their back. In another, in another verse, مَنْ أُوْتِيَ كِتَابَهُ بِشِمَالِهِ Meaning that their hands are essentially tied behind their back and their book is given to them behind them in their left hand. Rejection from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَسَوْفَ يَدْعُوا That person will receive that book back in their left hand, behind their back and they'll see and they'll know at that moment that they had failed. Rejected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then, فَسَوْفَ يَدْعُوا They'll begin to make dua. They'll begin to say that I wish I could now die. I wish I could cease to exist. I wish I could cease to exist. But, there's no death on that day. In this world, if a person wants to end their suffering, their pain, their agony, while not advisable and certainly impermissible according to our deen, a person has the ability to take away their own life if they choose to. If they want to end their suffering, end their agony, they have this, they have this option. You know, a person, for instance has this dream of getting into a particular school or a particular college. Their parents went there, their grandparents went there. Uh, all of their friends are going there and they apply and they think they can make it. They have a good GPA, they have you know, a good ACT score and they apply. And then a few weeks later they get a letter in the mail saying they've been rejected from that school. There are people who, when they receive that rejection letter, they contemplate taking their own life away. Because it's that painful of a rejection letter. There are people who are anxiously hoping that a marriage proposal goes through. And a week or two later, the other side calls them and says that, you know what, we don't want to go through with this. And that person, who was so hopeful that that proposal would go through, now realizes that they've been rejected. People at this juncture in their life, they often contemplate taking away their own life. 
the rejection of that day will be far greater than any rejection you and I will experience in our life. We might not get a job in this world. We may never go to college in this world. We may never go to medical school. We may never get married. We may never get that degree that we wanted to get. But the rejection of this world, any rejection of this world won't compare to the rejection of the hereafter when our book is given back to us behind our backs in our left hand. And in the same way that a person who wants to end their pain and suffering in this world contemplates death and the hereafter, the same will occur. Except at that time, that desire to, to leave existence will be stronger than any desire in this world. A person is going to think, I just wish I could die at this moment. I just wish I wouldn't, I, w- I wish I was done because I know what's coming. I know what's coming. I know what's coming. I now realize what I should have done with my life. I know how I should have lived it. I recognize that Allah Ta'ala was supposed to be my Lord, my Creator, my Master. I should have focused on Him. I didn't. I know what's coming for me now. And then that person is flung toward the fire of hell. إِنَّهُ كَانَ فِي أَهْلِهِ مَسْرُورًا That person, Allah Ta'ala says that in that previous life, in their previous life, in the dunya, they used to rejoice left and right. They used to celebrate with their family, their friends, thinking that they were on the right path, thinking that they were it. You know, in the same way that that individual who receives it in their right hand, Allah Ta'ala says, وَيَنْقَلِبُوا إِلَىٰ أَهْلِهِ مَسْرُورًا The way they rejoice in the hereafter, the person who receives it in their left hand, they were rejoicing, they were living it up, they were celebrating left and right, thinking that they were, they, were, they, they were accomplishing something in this world, despite their heedlessness of Allah Ta'ala, despite them neglecting uh, Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala's existence and His superiority, despite them neglecting the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, they were rejoicing in that world. Allah Ta'ala says, Did they not think, did you not think that there would come a day where you were going to leave that world? You were so busy enjoying the false vanities of that world, rejoicing, celebrating over the mundane things of that world. Did, did you not realize that there would come a day where you would cease to exist from that world? Did you not realize that death would come to you? What were you thinking? Did you really think that this was your final abode? This current dunya? Did you really think that this was the end all be all? Is, this, is that what you lived for? Did you think that by amassing the wealth of this world that you had succeeded in any way? Is that what you thought? Did you not realize that there was going to come a day in which you were going to leave that world? Did you not realize, did you not look back and see that millions of people before you had come into that world and had left that world and had left that world? Did you not see, did you not think that this was also going to happen to you? What were you thinking? What was going through your mind when you were living there? What, what, was, what could you possibly have thought? I give you sign after sign after sign after sign that this life was short. I had placed you there for a period of time. I was going to take you back just like I took back millions of people that had come before you. What were you thinking? Allah Ta'ala says, They thought that they would never have to face death. 
They thought that they were there forever. And Allah Ta'ala says, Bala Inna Rabbahu kana bihi basira. No. Your Lord verily is the seer of every single thing. Allah Ta'ala is basir. He sees every single thing. The way Allah Ta'ala sees us right now, sitting in His house in the last few days of Ramadan, hoping to attract His love and mercy, Allah Ta'ala sees every other moment of our life as well. He's constantly watching over every single thing. Every fine detail of our life, Allah Ta'ala is watching. He's with us 24-7. 24-7. So the book can either be given back to us in our right hand, or the book can be given back to us in our left hand. If it's given back to us in our right hand, then we celebrate, we rejoice with our families, our friends, and say, Alhamdulillah, we made it. We tried, we put in a little bit of effort. And this is our day to celebrate. And if the book is given to us in our left hand, behind our back, we'll be making dua on that day that, oh, I wish I just didn't exist. I wish death would take me at this moment. But there is no possibility of dying at that time. We are in existence forever. We never leave altogether. And then push toward the fire of hell. Thinking that in the previous world we had rejoiced and celebrated with our friends, our families, thinking that we had, you know, we were accomplishing something by chasing after all of the false vanities of this world. Were we not thinking that we were going to face Allah Ta'ala? We were going to face the angel of death? We were going to face a life in the grave? Were we not thinking that we would be resurrected again? Were we not thinking that we would have to stand before Allah in the day of judgment? Were we not thinking and realizing there was most definitely a Jannah and Jahannam? Did, we not, did it not hit us? Verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees every single thing. Now the beauty about the CV that the angels are writing for us is that although the accomplishments when they are entered into that CV inshallah are permanent, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala out of His infinite mercy and as we spoke about last night, His unconditional love for the believers has given us the opportunity to fix that CV that contains any negative qualities, actions, or sins that we've performed. But that review or that proofreading of that CV can only occur in this world, not in the hereafter. I mean, if it occurs in the hereafter, it's through the fire of hell. But in this world, if a person before they present their CV to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chooses to remove and erase the mistakes that they had made in this life, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is happy to remove those altogether. So for us that means two things. Number one, that we become people who regularly do tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As was mentioned earlier, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu tubu ilallahi tawbatan nasuha. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves for the believer to turn back to him. And he says so beautifully in Surah Al-Tahreem that, oh my believers, 
Tubu ilallah, turn back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Tawbat al-Nasuha, a sincere, focused repentance. If a person does this, then they're able to remove all of the negativity that has accumulated over the course of their life in their CV. If a person sincerely does tawbah today, for instance, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's mercy is so rampant, especially during the month of Ramadan, they're able to wipe away their lifetime's worth of sin, their lifetime's worth of faults. Just a moment's time. The Prophet ﷺ said that the person who repents, is like that person that never made a mistake to begin with, that never sinned to begin with. So we should be people who repent regularly. Why? Because we don't know when we're going to leave. So every opportunity we get, at least at some regular interval, we should do tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the angels are then required to erase the mistakes that we've made from this world. So that our CV resembles the way the CVs are in this world, where there's only our accomplishments, our honor, our awards that we receive. Our CV in the hereafter can be the same way. How? Through tawbah. Amazing. And the second that we learn from these verses of the Qur'an is that we should make a firm commitment to Allah Ta'ala that we are in need and depend, we are in need of Him, we are dependent upon Him and that going forward, inshaAllah, in our life that we will live and try to live in accordance to how He would like us to live. That we, that we make a commitment to Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Ta'ala that going forward, we will aim to please Him for that every moment of our life, knowing full well that He's watching us at all times. If a person does tawbah regularly, and if a person makes that firm commitment to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala regularly, then there's nothing to worry about. Inshallah, that book of deeds will be presented to Allah ta'ala. Allah ta'ala will give it back to us in our right hand. And we'll be able to celebrate, and the celebration for us will begin on that day. Allah ta'ala is merciful. This is what He wants for the believer. And if we bring this concept into our life, that our focus is Allah and this world is just passing, then I promise you, every single person in this gathering, every single person that's listening to this gathering, every single person who is partaking of this gathering, will inshallah, by Allah Ta'ala's mercy, be successful on the Day of Judgment, will receive their book in their right hand, won't have to go under, undergo any reckoning, and inshallah will be accepted into the gardens of Jannah. This is our hope, this is our desire, and of course, this is our dependence. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you and I the tawfiq to perfect our CVs of the hereafter such that when it's presented to him that there's only good that's contained within it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from any accounting on the Day of Judgment. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us for all of our mistakes and enter us into his gardens without any accounting or after the da'wana and alhamdulillah